Going live. Three, two, oh, one. <laughs> it's right. Friday. Who's it's Friday. <laughs> Episode 10, a decade's worth of episodes from Friday Night Takes. Um, here this way, yeah, Eric booing the old, his own podcast. Nice, dude. Uh, Eric Harry, myself, Alex Davis, Tim Rabuski, and Peter Davis here with us for the whole episode this week. Um, so, I guess to start us off, guys, we're going to go into the NHL. Um, free agencies going on, the draft happened, the expansion draft happened, so... Just want to get your, some of your thoughts on you know basic things. Well, how do we how do we to start off? How do we think the Sabers did in the draft? Lousy uh, as usual. Why do you say lousy? Because they drafted a center who is Mister Minnesota Hockey. Yeah. But it's going to be years before we find out if he's any good, which is normal for the NHL draft. But it just seems that other teams have a little more. Urgency to now than the Sabres. So the Sabres are basically in a big, full-on rebuild. And they won't say it, and nobody will admit it. Well, didn't Pagula say it in the pre- in this press conference? I didn't hear the press conference. No, he didn't say it. I don't think they're in a rebuild. I mean, this They've been in a rebuild. I think they're trying to win now. Right. And Sarpin. Then why wouldn't, they draft, why wouldn't they draft somebody that... Because they're not going to draft... They're not going to get anybody at that spot that's going to play right away anyway. Yeah. So like they take the best available. Pick, then why didn't they trade up? They were pro- they're they're probably they're probably trying, trying they're trying to get the defenseman Cal McCarr who got taken at four, so that was like the only way they would have dr- traded up. And everyone's saying take defense. Well, the top two defense is gone, and then the last the next defenseman was taken at seventeen. So well, as usual, Tim, you're right about that. But the problem is that I don't see any urgency to the Sabers to fixing their issues. Could he be trade? Well, think- could this kid just be trade bait? Like. No. They could have just taken the best available to trade him. It's feasible, you but just I gotta, doubt it. Because nobody knows how good he is. Can't basically, do a pull-up yet. The basically, Bottle's mindset going into this draft was get good, skilled, fast players. And that's what they did. They took... Uh, I, can't, I don't want to say his name because I don't know it. But I don't want to pronounce it wrong. But just say the it. guy from Minnesota, they took two Swedes. We're going to be good. They also took a goalie who I think is going to be really good in the second round. From Finland. Finland. That's what they say. And took another guy from Finland. So I think that the draft was good. People are freaking out about it because, oh, we didn't take your defense high enough. Well, well explain explain what the really state of the defense is right now for the Sabres. Well, they took they got Boyu from Montreal. Antifin from Russia. That's two. Um, McCabe. Three. Rissalainen. Four. Number they'll one. Prob- they'll probably have to play Georges or Bogosian. But that's Won't fine. they have to play what both? Yeah. Well, both of them probably. But so, so Georges and Bogosian play in your 5-6 deep pairing. Probably, yeah. And is, are Antipin and Berju Bolu. Bolu really good enough to be your 3-4? Bolu has a chance to be really good. Antipin, I don't really know much about. Has a chance to be really good. Sounds I like mean, every player on so the defense. So the defense does need help. to be really good. So the defense does need help. Well, that's the thing. There's been rumors swirling that Sabres are in on Chet and Kirk, which means 
a lot of people, there's a lot of different uh, arguments about him, how he's not good in his uh, defensive end, but he's a really good offensive defenseman that would fit Housley's uh, system really well. Don't we have Bogosian to do that? Bogosian is not, no, he's not good. He's not good at all. But they're saying, well, Shan- the only reason with Shattenkirk is he's going to get top dollar. He's probably the best free agent right now. He's going to get probably $7.5 million, and you really want to put that much money into a defenseman. Tim, do you think that free agents have an interest in coming to Buffalo? I think they do. I mean, Jack Eichel, I mean, I know your thoughts oh. about Jack Eichel, but um, I think he really, I mean, he's going to, he's going to, if you're, I think, I don't, I don't know, what do you want to say? Well, no, I'm, I'm concerned that, uh, what do they call it, uh, Hockey Heaven or whatever Pagula named it when he showed up here and started throwing money around to players that aren't even on the team anymore, with the possible exception of Matt Molson, who's terrible, <laughs> and Tyler <laughs> Ennis, who's worse. Oh, uh, Tyler Ennis is not any good, guys. He's not great, but he's, he's better than Matt Molson. Yeah, he's better good. than Matt Molson. Come on. I don't know about that. Matt Molson's the right. worst so player in the, the NHL. Just the fact that you guys are debating who's worse means they're both bad. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I don't think Tyler Ennis is very good. My, here's my point. I'm concerned that free agents do not have an interest in Buffalo. But then Kyle, the best free agent last year, Ocposo, just came to Buffalo. All right, first of all, he wasn't the best free agent. He was the best free agent that made it to July 1st. Top three. No. Who was better than him that made it to July 1st? They overpaid him. They overpaid to get him. That's That's the the only way the Sabres are going to get... They did overpay him. Is to overpay him. I mean, that's just like the Bills. That's true. That's, for, all the, that's, that's true how any arguably small for any team in any sport trying to lure a player away from any, his home team. Any small market any, team is going to have to overpay, not just Buffalo. Any sport that isn't any good and doesn't have a plan only can overpay. Or teams are in small markets. If the Oklahoma City Thunder are trying to lure away Gordon Hayward from the Utah Jazz, they're going to have to overpay. No, it's just, no, it's not, it's not like the Oklahoma OKC, whatever they're called. Does not walk around saying they're basketball heaven. I don't uh, know if the Sabres really do either. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, they have a lot of cool they, stuff. They, they, they have I mean, a new locker room, guys. They're hockey heaven. <laughs> I don't think it's NHL heaven. It's more hockey in general heaven. I think, I think what Tim was trying to say before, but he couldn't articulate, was that <laughs> Players are guys, players are want to come would want to come to Buffalo to play with a kid a kid like Jack Eichel, and guy a guy like or like a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. If you're not on the same line with him, and he only plays like any well, he's looking for some line mates. Decent hockey player plays what twenty two minutes a game at yeah. the most. Yeah. How are you playing? I mean, one guy cannot make the Sabers that good. But one guy is a piece, Dad. A free agent signing. Adding more piece. They need to just add pieces. Just like Kyle Oposo is a piece. Ryan O'Reilly is a piece who we got through a trade. Vander Kane is a piece. Right. But there's there's trade rumors for him. Do you want to comment on some of the trade trade rumors that are surrounding Vander Kane? I don't think he gets traded. Really? As of now. Which is different from about a week and a half. I think Tim is right. Once again. I don't think he's going to get traded. Why do you say that? I don't think there should not be an urgency to trade him because. Does this? Uh, Doesn't he have one year scorer. left? Doesn't he have one year He's left in his deal? He's the top scorer on your team. Why would you trade him on an offensively challenged team? I, me personally, I would never. I wouldn't trade him. But it does. What's his contract like? Does he have one year left on his deal? Yes. People are saying they, they want to trade him because it, they don't want to pay him. But at least wait till the trade deadline. Tim, why is there a picture <laughs> of pancakes on your? <laughs> Tim's, Tim's just been Tim's on his laptop. Just scrolling Twitter while on the podcast and 
Oh, he's trolling pancakes, guys. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, um, so any other big free agent news that you're seeing in the uh, airwaves that you can talk about? Uh, Chad, about? Chad Johnson reportedly coming back to Buffalo. Yeah, that makes zero sense. I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. He's a good goalie. So, he's a big, big, good goalie. I think the main reason I'd rather have Allmark. Well, first of all, Allmark's Bob, a loser. He can't stop a penalty shot. I'm sorry to know. That's Leonard. That's yeah, that's you're Leonard. thinking of Leonard. Oh, Who's good? Linus, nah. what's his name? Linus, Linus, Linus Allmark. Allmark. Yeah. We like him, sir. Yes, that's I what I said. I think we like him. Bottle <laughs> has been reportedly said he's a big Rochester, a big development guy, so I think he's going to give Olmark another year in Rochester to start, and then Goulet also will probably start in Rochester. And um, what's his face? What, the other defenseman? Fadoon. Well, Fadoon is literally, I know you love him, but he's literally only a depth. He's literally what a in the world player. is going on with Justin Falk? Justin Falk? Yeah. I don't know. I could care less about Justin Falk. Wow. He was probably the fourth best defenseman on the team last year. So just checking in. Yeah, on a team with... Yeah, on a team with terrible defense. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So obviously, he's nothing. Do we have to trade or buy out? Is Jacques LaPierre available? Can we get him? We have no idea who that is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so some other cool, maybe... Rumors are cool. swirling. Joe Thornton, maybe it's Toronto. He's old. Can't It'd wait. be cool, though. He's old. Um, he's a free agent? No, he is old. He just tore, didn't he just tear his ACL? And he's very he's a free good. agent? He's very good. Well, he's he just tore his ACL agent. and he's like 38. Him and Patrick Mile are both free agents. Oh, can, wow. I do, can I do a shout-out? So the, are the Sharks dead or finished? Shout-out. Dead or alive. I'd shout like out. to shout-out to Dave Anderchuk, new member of the Hockey Hall. Wow, okay, true. yes. Good Guys. Good stuff. Did you watch Dave Anderchuk play? Yes, I did. Was he that good? He was good. Six over six hundred and forty goals in his NHL career. The guy was good. Do you know, if, you know, if Wayne Gretzky didn't score one goal his entire career, he still lead the uh, NHL history in points. Davis is the Unreal. one hockey fact. Unreal. Unreal. Unreal, just crazy. But yeah, I mean, really, besides Shattenkirk, really, just underwhelming free agency. Palmer coming back to Buffalo. No, maybe Vanek though. Vanek was on the instigators today. Vanek's a free agent? He was? He is. Yeah. What did he say? They were just talking about to him about how like the free agency works and stuff. And um, so, um, just one real quick point before we move on. Just Saturday will be the 10-year anniversary of when the Sabres could have protected Briere and Drury and kept them, but let them walk for free, but instead protected Thomas Vanek when they could have gotten four first-round picks from the worst team in the NHL for him. So, hmm. Just happy anniversary to all Buffalo sports Mr. Davis, do you remember what you were doing that day? Or that day? That day, I was, I do not remember. I have any idea what I was doing that day, 10 years ago. Honestly, I think I was Well, what I do know is that Eric makes a good point, and the Sabres should have gotten the four draft picks. Right. I just, I remember. The general manager at the time, Darcy Regeer, was afraid of his own shadow. So he wasn't going to make a move like that. Hashtag do something, Darcy. It's just unbelievable. You, you, You let your two cap, I know this is, Old wounds, but I I still just disbelief. You let wounds both cap are. both captains yes. walk for nothing yes. and protected Thomas Vanek when he could have gotten four first round picks. Right. Well, not really protected. They matched. Their- well, it, yeah, matched the offer when they could have gotten four first round picks from the team dollars. from a team that had what like two first overall picks in those four years. Oilers. They had multiple first overall picks in that yeah, time. That's bad. All right, so okay, so look for a relatively quiet NHL free agency, according to Tim. Hopefully, the Sabers can pounce on Shattenkirk <laughs> um, and some other pieces. Uh, but moving on, 
Uh, we do want to talk a little baseball. My big question to Eric and Tim, who are big baseball guys, are something that's surprising to me. Why are the Brewers and Twins so good? And a little follow-up question to that, who would you rather ha- uh, win that division, the Twins or the Indians? So, um, well, so why, so why are the Brewers and Twins first, good? first of all, the Twins are good because a guy by the name of Miguel Sano, third baseman, really good. Uh, they've got some good pitching going. Got a young guy named Barrows. Barrios. Barrios. Is yeah, really he's good. been excellent this year. He's got an under starting pitcher. Yeah, starting pitcher. They're just hot. I don't think they're Indians are going to crush them, and they're going to win the division. Don't even don't even think about it. Really? Yes. Yeah. The Brewers. So uh, they just had a hot start. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's not even really a hot start. They're around five. Both teams are around five hundred. It's most. It's more. They're decent, it's, but they need. It's more the Col- Yeah, it's more the Cubs and Indians just have been underwhelming than they've been overwhelming. Yes. Okay. So what about the Brewers? Um, I, don't really know I mean, they have, they have Eric Thames, who's still on pretty good pace. So, he's got TBT to our first episode. Eric Thames, he has cooled off, but he's still got 20 home runs, 40 RBIs. Travis Shaw on um, all-star pace. Mr. Davis, not going to help you. Does Bud daughter still own the Milwaukee Brewers? I think so, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, and they also have Ryan Braun, who's not been that good. But they have Travis Shaw. Big steroid guy. Okay. Uh oh, Ryan Braun. I thought you were talking about Travis Shaw. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they're pitching really. No one's really standing out. So I think that they're just. I think it's more the Cubs just being underwhelming than the Brewers being overwhelming. Okay, so actually, go ahead. Sorry. At what point in the season does underwhelming now mean done for the year? July first, August first. I think 15th. yeah, I think August. Late August. I don't think you can count anybody out that's this close. And the Cubs are only, what, like two games back? One and a half games back? So it's not like they're done or even close to being done. So Cubs done or finished? Uh, or somewhere in between or not? Or think like, a little bit of both. Think people are overreacting? No, I think the Cubs, just a lot of guys last year for the Cubs had miraculous seasons. Right. Jake Arrieta had, obviously, unbelievable 2015 and first half of 2016, and he's really become an average pitcher again. Um, Miguel Montero, a lot of drama with him. He's a little prima donna. He was just DFA'd last night after his comments about Arrieta to the media. Yep. For anybody, that, excuse me, what's that mean, DFA'd? Uh, he was designated for assignment, which means oh, he was removed okay. from the 40-man roster, and they have 10 days to either trade him or send him to AAA. National League. So we're looking, we're looking at up the Cubs standings. standings. Really um, so like one game back, I think. What whatever happened to the Kansas City Royals? They went to the World Series and now they're just the middle of the road team. Uh, they were built to win. Now they lost some players. They lost Wade Davis. They lost Johnny Cueto. They lost um, Shields. They lost a lot of players. Cubs are a half a game behind the Brewers right now, guys. So you yeah, think, they're, you think they're, they're not done. Back. My money's on the Cardinals to win that division, and thank you. Why? Uh, why? To please drive home safe. Can you why? say why? Because they're the Cardinals. They always come back. They always are there at the end. Do you think the Except Cubs? Except for last year. And they got pitching. Do you think? Except the Cubs, for last year. Do you think the Cubs will win the division? Yes. They'll, they'll figure it out. Yes. Why I so? don't think anyone else in that division is. Are so they just too? T- are they just too talented? They're just too good. The Cubs, yeah. So they'll you think it it'll go down to the end with the Cubs? No. Meaning, meaning... no. They're going to start to run away with it. Okay. They got they got to figure out their locker room drama, which I think they're doing I mean, now. Uh, was that their biggest problem? Chris Bryant Chris Bryan has a sprained ankle right now, but 
They're not even think they might not even put him on the DL, so I'm not really worried about it. What were you gonna say? Sorry. What's like what's their biggest problem? Is their depth? Their players have their players have just been underwhelming. Like Schwarber was hitting 182 right. with so many strikeouts, so they sent him down. Started right. pitching too. And yeah, and was Joe Madden trying to reinvent the wheel, putting a slugger at one and putting a pitcher right. at eight. I think that just really messed with them. So I have a question. Yes. Do you think that they should allow um, the use of non-wood bats at the major league level? No. No, for sure. Absolutely not. I mean, you look at how many home runs people hit now. Could you imagine if Guys, they were using we can, metal? Even we can hit home runs on Saturdays when we play with aluminum bats. Really? Yeah. Yes. I oh, think no. it's a complete and total You know what advantage. I think they should do is they should allow steroid use. That would be good. I've said that. <laughs> I wrote a paper on that, so. I, it, I say, mean, it saved the they sport. They allow yeah. steroids, but they won't use aluminum bats. I mean. No, they don't. They don't allow steroids. They don't allow steroids. Right. Well, they don't do anything to stop it. Yeah, they do. What do you mean? They test all the time. You, yeah. you get suspe- you get caught once or suspended half Braun, a season. When, when did Ryan Braun get suspended in how many games? Like two years ago he got suspended like half the season. Right. Stalling Marte just got suspended for half right. the season right. for steroids. If 80 or 90% of the players in Major League Baseball use steroids and there's not one getting suspended every day, they're allowing it to be used. Well, how do you? Well, where are you getting 80, 90% yeah, 89% from? Don't that, use was, that was back before they were. it was illegal to do. But I think it's really gone down lately. I don't think it's that high anymore. You do? Yeah, I don't think it's that high anymore. Okay. And I think you see a lot of guys like A-Rod, Barry Bonds, that got tied to it. You don't have to... David Ortiz, Man Ramirez. David Ortiz Ortiz never did anything. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. David Ortiz was never proven. But you see, yeah, you see like those big names connected to steroids and they, like, they never failed a drug test, but that doesn't mean that they didn't do it. It's pretty obvious that they did it. This is an interesting question from Mr. Davis. Dad, do you think uh, Pete Rowe should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. 100%. 100%. I was good. Uh, I had that written down as a main t- discussion topic for the Hall of Fame induction. Well, just, I just want to hear his thoughts because he's not on every week. We can That's do it true. as a main discussion later. No, the question is, should he be in the Hall of Fame? The answer is yes. Next question. I agree. Good. Was he that? Was he really good? He was extremely good. Like, was he, like, top 30 player all time? Oh, yeah. Top he 10. was really good. Yeah, he's a top player all he time. He was really good. Longevity plus the amount just, of hits he had. Just raw passion for the game of baseball. He was a, a, a fantastic to what answer the, your question, I say no, though. So You say no? Yes. Oh, it's a controversial subject. Oh, yeah, because, well, he knew what he was signing when he agreed to be banned for life. You can you can spend it whatever way you want. He, agree, I, he agreed to be banned for life from baseball, which can, means he's not allowed in the Hall of Fame. How can you have Pete Rose memorabilia in the Hall of Fame but not Pete Rose? Because he, he agreed to be banned from baseball. Question. That's a darn good question. It's a good question, but he he signed That's off on really this. So he bet on his he bet on the Reds to win. Yes, he never bet on his team to lose. So then, according to him, according so that, to him. So then that wouldn't have affected the game in any way. It's not that. It's the point you it's bet on baseball. It's a controversial subject. Hmm. Yeah, it's that you he, he bet on. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to him being in. I just think that. He knew what he, he was signing. He knew what he was doing when he yeah, signed it's a good it. Point. It's a really good point. Also, uh, quick before we move on, Bartolo Colon, end of an era today? Yes or no? Do you think he gets picked up? He got released by the Mets. I think I'll get. I don't think he's got a minor Mets, league contract. Oh, he had like an eight point one four ERA. Ouch! It's time to done. go. He's done. Night night. Uh, I think he'll get picked up on a minor league deal to end the season out, and then he'll be done. Bison legend right there, guys. Wow. Former Bison. Was it? Well, Tim was right once again. Tenth anniversary of the Goat Bison's team, Grady Sizemore. Tenth not no, they were like that was like two thousand three. That was thirteen. Thirteen, but yeah. Why did I It's two thousand four. What was there was, was there an anniversary or something? There was a big about. trade. What? Oh, it was that just... was fifteen years too. Okay. 
Yeah. 15 years. Okay. Okay. But anyways, that buys Tim's the Tim's looking at right. food again on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's right. got the pancakes. So moving on to the league that's probably the most exciting in sports right now, the NBA. Um, free agency, draft, um, huge trades, Phil Jackson being fired. So a lot going on in the NBA. Um, I guess we'll start in free agency. Um, so Eric just released today. Blake Griffin going to be meeting with your sons. How do you think he would fit, and what are you looking forward to the sons doing in free agency, or what do you hope they do? I think Blake Griffin will fit extremely well. He's really increased his skill level. You know, a lot of people have shied away from Blake Griffin, um, including the man sitting across from me, Mr. Peter Davis. But I think, I think Blake Griffin, despite his playoff shortcomings, is an incredible player, very skilled. He's not one of these do-it-all forwards. He's not a Draymond Green and he's not he, but he excels at what he does. Yeah. He's not as athletic, obviously, as he used to be, especially because of the injuries. But he's still he's got a pretty decent jump shot. He's got he's great on the pick and roll, which will be great with Bledsoe and Booker. And I think he'd be a great addition for the Suns. He, the Suns need, I think, one more piece mm-hmm. to really start making runs. I think Bledsoe, Booker, Josh Jackson, Blake Griffin would be, and Marquise Marquise Chris would be a pretty formidable lineup, and I think they could easily get in as a lower seed in the playoffs with that lineup. They would, I, I agree that they would be definitely make the playoffs with that lineup, but I think that the Celtics are, and the Heat are more formidable um, competition to the Suns for and Blake Griffin. And the Suns. Um, yeah, he's actually, the people are actually saying that there's no chance he uh, gets picked, gets takes a meeting with the Thunder. I think that the Heat, the Celtics, and um, I guess the Suns now are the main contenders as well with the Clippers, obviously. People are saying that now that Chris Paul has been traded, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, there's a big chance that Big Clifford would go back to the Clippers, kind of say, you know, this is my team now. I'm going to take control and, you know, really show my potential and what a player, a t- type of player I can be, being the number one option in L.A. So he could choose that. Obviously, he could come to the Celtics. He would, he would fit fantastic as a power forward distributor. Um, I think that Blake Griffin would be great as more of a ball handler um, than he's used already in L.A. I don't think he's a you know a post-up, um, battle down low, use his strength down low type of player anymore. I think he's a perimeter, you know, ball handling, better, way better passer than people give him credit for. As Arizona. He's a good pick and roll. He can handle the ball and, and roll on yeah, pick and rolls. Yeah, be a pick and roll ball handler and roller. So I think he's a really good asset, but I'm really interested in what Gordon Hayward will do. He'll, he's also taking a meeting before with you start talking about Celtics. before you start talking about Gordon Hayward. Do you Blake Griffin to the Cavs? Is that a rumor no, at all? Absolutely I mean, not. Why would they not even consider it? Because they don't have the cap room to get any top level free agent. And they're not. Gonna, who are they going to trade to be able to own up that cap space? The Cavs aren't in any position. I don't to know. Get Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. If he really wants to win, could take a pay cut. Get rid of Kevin Love. No, that's take, still no one will take Kevin Love's contract. They've still tried. Not, they tried to get rid of him. No one will take still it. Still not going to be enough. Tim Even looks very were, dejected over there. The Pacers, Nuggets, the Pacers, Nuggets, and Cavs had a three-team deal agreed upon, and and um, the that Pacers was, no, would, that was a five-team. No, there was a five-team five deal, deal. Sorry, and the Knicks and Suns were also included. No one wanted Kevin. No Love. one wanted Kevin Love, so the deal fell apart. Sorry, oh, Tim. Very um, sorry, Tim. I, before I just go on a rampage of the Celtics, I don't want to do that. We can talk about other stuff first. Kyle Lowry to Minnesota. Book it. Tim, making predictions. Ricky um, Rubio is going to get traded for someone, I don't know, for probably for more shooting. Shouldn't he go to the Houston Rockets because he's a guard? Come home? Kyle why Lowry. would he do – why Wait, would what? Kyle Lowry go to the You're Rockets? You're saying Kyle Lowry should go to the Rockets? Is Kyle Lowry a guard? He's yes. a point guard. Well, then he yeah. should go to the Rockets. They got two guards already. Why not have <laughs> <laughs> Why not just have five guards out there? So, right. Dan, so has this ever happened before? You know, your historical outlook. Has this ever happened before where two – 
of the best guards in the league were on the same point guards in the league were on the same team at the same time, and they made it work. Well, I'm not an encyclopedia on this, but I can tell you this: if Tracy McGrady can make the Hall of Fame, anything can happen. Wow! <laughs> Straight up, dig it, Jason what a Davis. troll! Um, Absolute troll. How many? How many? How many uh, championships does he have? Tracy McGrady? How many scoring times? Zero. Zero. How many times has he advanced past the first round of the playoffs? He's made it to the finals. Zero. No, he was not. He was on the Spurs when they made the finals against the Heat. Warming the pine. Yeah, he was still on the team, though. He did make it to the finals. How can you... This is just kind of a sign. How can you, like, defend Tracy McGrady and he has zero championships? But had Bill Russell in your top three mainly because he has so many championships. I don't. Def- I have you noticed that I've love it, Tim. Have you noticed that I haven't said a word when you guys are trashing Tracy McGrady? He's one of my favorite players of all time. That doesn't mean you didn't even and I watch think, him play. I think. Are you kidding? No, you barely watched him. You're play. six. You're nuts. Six months old. You're nuts. You're crazy. I watched the Rockets and Yao and Tracy win and have a 22 game winning streak with okay, Ray Ralston as a point guard. Ray Ralston, wow, people, Ray Ralston. Yeah, so don't come at me about liking Tracy McGrady. Shout out to Ice Cube's three on three um, league. Yes, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit, actually. Um, but Tim, what do you think about the Chris Chris Paul trade? Or you know, just to bounce off you some things. Um, um, all right, so I don't really see how it's gonna work when there's only one basketball. I don't know. That, is there more than one basketball in uh, the no. NBA now? Good question, Tim. I think that's the only questionable part of this entire I think, thing. And I think. What's the rumor with Carmelo Anthony? I get. Yeah, yeah I get what you guys are saying. The but other guys, guys. James, Hard- James Harden was a runner-up for MVP last year. Like not this past year, the year before that, he was an MVP candidate, and he played off the ball. Who did win the MVP? James Harden was great off Russell the ball. Westbrook. He was way better as a point guard too. Oh, he was amazing yeah. as a point guard, but he's also was an MVP candidate off the ball too. If James Harden had to leave OKC because there wasn't enough basketball. No, he didn't leave OKC. He was he traded. Got traded. He was traded because they couldn't pay him. Gotta know some facts here. Gotta know some facts. But I do want to say a couple things before we move. This will be the last Thursday night lights I ever. <laughs> oh come on, guys! Come on. So people saying that Paul George and Carmelo Anthony are being recruited, or maybe they're going to go somewhere else, or this place, or that. They have place. to be traded. That's completely false and not even possible. Paul George has to be completely traded, and the Pacers have to agree to a deal, which they're looking for a lot of pieces than people realize. And Carmelo Anthony has to be bought up by the Knicks, which today they said they're still steadfast in not wanting to do. The only so, team that Carmelo Anthony and Blake Griffin can play on are the S'mores because they're as soft as marshmallows. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, That's quotable. I just want to get in a little thing. Uh, Davis, the last time he used the words not going to happen and it's completely false, he said there was the trade with Markel Fultz with the Celtics where was not going to happen and completely false, and that happened. And he, how he and the trade with Jimmy Butler? How terrible of a GM is Danny Ainge? To, no, he, Danny Ainge is a very, very, very good general manager. Thank you. Very good. Terrible. Well, draft. he has all these draft terrible picks draft. and can't make any moves to become competitive. Just because he's not. So, oh my gosh, no, Eric. Have fun getting steamrolled by the Cavs for another three years because you no, didn't pick up a superstar. Happen. Yeah, not you're gonna, gonna say happen. that. You're gonna say that before July first no. and before they possibly trade for Paul they can George. Get, they can go. Isaiah Thomas, Gordon already, Hayward, no. Curious George, George the Great, oh, Paul man. George, oh. Cavs and four. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys, this is crazy. Danny Ainge is a very good general manager. His track record speaks for itself. 
Right. And zero championships. And if, okay, if I could kind of defend my team a little bit here. How can you say this before they their the plan that they're having in place even gets to be fruition? They can acquire Gordon Hayward. They've been talking about signing They've been signing Gordon talking about signing Gordon Hayward for months. And the Paul George thing, Isaiah Thomas is already telling Lance Stevenson that he's on the team. So there has to be some kind of momentum there. Their whole plan is to sign Gordon Hayward first and right, then he didn't say he was on the team. He said he's not going to be there. So stop Making it sound like Paul George. Do you think George we need cookies to eat right now? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're good. Um, uh, but I else, really... What else would I be free to see? Um, yeah. Well, Chris Paul is no longer on the table, I guess. Um, Gordon Hayward and, Paul, and Blake Griffin we already talked about. Paul Millsap. Um, Paul Millsap is a very intriguing thing. Rockets. Player that I don't think people are talking about enough. Um, the Rockets would have to open up major cast base. They have zero Tra- people they, on their bench they, right now. They'd have to trade Ryan Anderson, who no one wants. They'd have to trade Eric Gordon, the sixth man of the year. They'd ha- maybe have to give up Capella, and, and then maybe they wouldn't have enough room. So the Rockets are going to have to do a lot before they try to get Paul Millsap. I think an underrated um, Paul Millsap destination is the Nuggets to play with Jokic. Um, the Nuggets have been in on different free agents in the past. We're in on Dwayne Wade. Um, they were in on the trades for Kevin Love. So they're trying to look for a big name. Um, last year, who would be in on Dwayne Wade? Last what? year, that was so why? has been team that's no, got a bunch no. of ring chasers. Guys, at okay. the Bulls, oh at the Bulls. like the Cavs. Can I continue? Can I continue my point? Yes. Yeah. So I think it'd be a good fit with the Nuggets with Jokic. So that's for Paul Millsap. For Drew Holiday, who's one of the best point guards on the market, very very interesting oh, player. He's go has ha- has had injured. <laughs> Has had injuries in the past. Um, has played for the Pelicans with Anthony Davis. There, he's looking for a max, which I personally don't think he's worth. But that's what he's looking for. Um, the Pelicans need to retrain him because they don't have any guards and they need something to go with Anthony Davis and Boogie. So, uh, but also look for him uh, to maybe go to the Spurs or maybe other places that need a point guard, uh, which there isn't too big of a market for. Kyle Lowry is another free agent that's interesting. He'll probably end up back with the Raptors, I think. Um, but he's looking for the max at 31 years old. So the point guard market is very interesting. It's very, very interesting to see what will happen. It'll be interesting. Also, George Hill, another free agent. Who's the most available power forward rebounder in the NBA right now? Rebounder? Available. Paul Millsap or Blake Griffin? Okay. Thank you. Anything Uh, you wanted to follow that up with? (laughs) No, I just wanted to know because that's the next shoe to fall in Houston. They need a power forward. They need somebody to get the ball for the two guards or three or four or five guards, whoever many they end up with. If Houston gets Paul Millsap, do you think they can compete with the Warriors? No. They still don't have a. They literally would have no bench. They already have no bench. They trade seven players. No one's going to compete with the Warriors. The question of the day is how are the Minnesota Timberwolves? Oh, Tim's a Timberwolves fan again. How are the Spurs going to reload and compete in the West? Well, it's funny funny you say that, Mr. Davis, because I was listening to our good friend, friend of the program, Stephen A. Smith's radio show at work the other day, and they were saying that the Spurs Spurs reached out to the Knicks and a possible Kawhi Leonard for Kristaps Porzingis swap before Phil Jackson was fired. What? Which means, which I think means two things. Either one, Kristaps Porzingis is extremely like the most valuable player in the NBA in terms of trade value. Yeah. Or two, the Spurs don't think they have much of a chance and well, they the want to The third thing it means is they're smoking peyote in San Antonio. I mean, let's get Very, it very good That's take. So Walton might be the Really good take by Eric. Um, that the Spurs would maybe oh be looking to rebuild gosh. if they if they traded away Kawhi Leonard. I would agree. Chris stops is a once in a lifetime, but let me tell you this. Now that Phil's gone, who we can talk about right now, now that Phil's gone, Chris Stops is not going anywhere. 
which is oh yeah good, yeah which is I'm good, just saying good just for saying, all Knicks fans. Gosh, I'm just yeah. answering Dang. your question. I'm saying I think the Spurs don't think they have much of a chance. I want to ask, and they're looking at all their options. I want to ask Mr. Davis a question really quick. Dan, have you ever seen someone tarnish their legacy while staying within the NBA like Kevin as, much, as much as Phil Jackson has? As much as Kevin Durant? Gone yeah, from gone from eleven ring legend to now the la- complete and utter laughing stock of the entire. NBA. Okay, there's something you gotta separate here. You gotta separate the average or the interested fans perspective with an insider's perspective that knows the conditions in which he's been working and some of the things he's tried to do that ownership may have scuttled. Remember the the problem in New York was not Phil Jackson falling from grace. It's the ownership of Jim Dolan that's the problem. So if any general manager, whether he's Phil Jackson or Red Auerbach or anybody else, is going to fail with the front office that's currently in place in New York. But didn't but Jim James Dolan gave yeah. James right? Yeah, James Dolan. James Dolan gave Phil complete and one hundred percent total control. That's of all what basketball. he said, but we don't know that that's actually true. What but that's it, what, what he came out mean? and said. Phil well, is going to control the team. Yeah, because he's he not going to blame himself. He's not going to say, if I didn't meddle so much in everything that goes on with this team, we'd be better. Do you think he's going to say that? No, but Dave, If I know... didn't insist that Carmelo the Marshmallow stayed in New York so that I could sell some tickets, our team would be better. He's not going to say that. He's going to blame it all on Phil Jackson and then fire him. Why do you think the Bills never say Russ Branding is in football operations? Oh, he's just a business guy. Because his name is really P.T. Barnum, and all he's there is to sell <laughs> tickets. I th- but Dad, you know that in t- in I don't know well, I don't Come know on, if you guys. know this, but Come in on. today's in today's NBA, one guy is usually the one that's taking the phone calls and making the phone calls for every NBA organization. Right, but for he, the Knicks for the past three years, that's been Phil Jackson. I know, but he can't do anything without getting it signed off on by ownership. I don't think so. I think that Phil made a lot of decisions, Dad, and think, most no. many all of the decisions. He I, had some good I, draft picks. I disagree. Bill yes, Jackson was a guy who drafted Porzingis. The 2015 draft was the only thing he did right. Do you mm-hmm. realize that he traded Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith for Lou Almondson, Alex Kirk, and a 2019 second-round pick? I mean, I'm That's not really defending Phil Jackson. It's a bad little, trade. Little, little it's a bad trade. Yeah, might a bad be a bad trade. Right there. What? We're a bust move right there. Yeah, Lou Almondson and Alex well, Kirk. Well, they, they weren't really, really doing much far. for the Knicks, so they didn't have much value. Um, so so, like, it's not like... He was getting other offers, and he decided to take Lou, Lou Amundsen. It was either that or lose him in free agency, probably. He's well, like, well, I might as well just take these two. No, I, no. They were so, making no impact with the Knicks. So Eric's inclined to say that it wasn't all Phil Jackson's fault. Oh, yeah, I Alex, don't think it. Was, I don't think it's ever one Phil person's Jackson's fault. Phil lost it, and I'm saying that yeah, he two, has lost it. There's a lot that we don't know. I think also, but I also think that Phil Jackson just isn't wasn't cut out to be a front office guy. Because Phil Jackson in the summers when he was coaching would be on his motorcycle following the Grateful Dead around, partying, having a good time. And now when you're a GM, it's a a 52-week-a-year, 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week job. And I don't think Phil Jackson wanted to put in that kind of work. You could see at places like the Combine, Phil Jackson was there for like two hours. And he was falling asleep during people's workouts. Like... Phil didn't yes. want Phil. He's not old. Su- he's Phil not suited, yes. and he's not up to date with for this job. And he wasn't hungry. And he's enough. not up to date with the current NBA landscape. He's trying to yeah. bring in an offense from the nineteen that succeeded in the statistically 1990s into twenty seventeen, which with two is of the, with two to of do. the top it's fifteen fail. players ever, especially with three the of the top fifteen players, ever. right? Especially now with the 
uh, NBA not allowing zone, or you can play a little bit of zone defense where you can kind of shift people and push people, whereas in the 1990s it was all tight man-to-man. The triangle isn't being able to allow to be run, really. It's not going to succeed. And also, with the NBA being 100% perimeter-oriented nowadays, the triangle isn't... That's another reason why the triangle wasn't going to work. He brought in Malik Monk, one of, the, one of the best players in the draft, and passed on him for a point guard because he fit the triangle better, an offense that's 20 years outdated. So Phil Jackson was is outdated for the current NBA, and he is. I guarantee that he won't be in the NBA ever again. Nobody's going to hire him ever again. And if they did, it would be in a very low-level, quote-unquote, consultant position for the Lakers, I bet. But we'll see. Yeah, um, I but think, that's just my take on Phil Jackson. I think the guy I don't think it tarnished. Crazy pills. To go back to your original question, I don't think Phil Jackson's legacy is tarnished at all, though. I mean, he's still an 11-time champion. I think people that know the NBA and know basketball today will say that Phil Jackson was... Not supported properly by ownership. And I would agree. Oh yeah, and I would agree with that. But I th- while it may be taking a hit in wins and losses, his reputation is not terribly tarnished. Unless we find out that he did have the free reign that uh, Jim Dolan says he had, and he made all Which these goofy decisions is. and screwed the team up. By keeping Carmelo the marshmallow for one. I also agree that Jim Dolan is pretty crazy, but I think that you're giving too much. I think you're giving Phil too much benefit. Okay, of next subject. Thank you. Did you guys watch the Big Three this weekend? I watched about five minutes of it. Tim, I watched it when you were at my house. So, do you know what the Big Three is, Dan? No, I don't. Okay, so debuting this weekend, I thought it was really cool. Is a three-on-three league that Ice Cube is the CEO and president of. Um, that are taking either ex-NBA players or, like, retired that NBA players. Validity. I mean, Ice Cube is, you know, he's got a lot of cred. Are you being okay, serious? Okay, so, no, he's completely kidding. He's Because because if that was a serious joke. statement, you'd be right, because Ice Cube has created a lot of good things. So. Yeah, very, a lot of good things, A lot actually. of successful business. And he's ventures. a great businessman. Yeah. All he created was, are we there yet? That's his best. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Our team No, it's a movie. Great, great take. Um, but anyway, so I was really interested to see how this would all work and how it was going to pan out. Um, I actually really enjoyed watching it. Um, a couple, you know, they had they changed the rules a little bit, made it pretty interesting. They allowed handshaking, had a four-point shot. Games were up to 60 with 30 being the halftime. There was different rules that they implemented um, that changed it up a bit and uh, were interested. Barkley Center sold out. 19,000 people bought tickets to go and watch the first half court basketball. The first, the first week of the Big Three. Um, there's NBA Hall of Famers. Allen Iverson is playing in the league. Player coach Julius Irving's a player uh, coach. Um, Chauncey Billups, Stephen Jackson, other big names, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Kobe, also rumored to be Paul maybe maybe rumored to be joining next year. So I think this is going to only get bigger and better, and I'm interested to see kind of where it goes. Um, but I'll yeah, I'm going to tune did in the rest of the, the season. Did you see I'm all the people that got hurt though? Like the yeah, first there were there are a lot of players. Chalky got hurt. Stephen Jackson got hurt. Like, what did you expect with old guys playing basketball? Well, at, in I the NBA, in, strings to go boing, exactly. Boing, 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 boing. Well, in the NBA, people get hurt too. In any sports league in America or in the history of America, people okay, got but these hurt. are like forty, fifty-year-old players. History of America. One player yeah. got hurt. That's gonna I just happen. Need two. Too. Okay, two yeah, players, players. Two got players hurt. got hurt, and Stephen Jackson said on Jalen and Jacoby this week he was gonna play this week. So it, so Steve just Jackson. just because people got hurt, you just play for the Spurs, you just play for the Warriors, play for the Hawks. Yeah. Um. Oh, and it got pretty boring. Should definitely not be up to sixty. When you have a, a three on three, they're all old, not a shape. Yeah, they're all old, not a shape. Corey McGetty got hurt too. Like guys, like 
That's let's three. Play let's not forget this. though, your guy Tim L. Harrington went off. L. Harrington. L. Harrington was cracking him from behind. Shout the out, big shout out, Pat Babst. Um, so yeah, L. Harrington was balling. Um, but yeah, did you it say really Alan Hearns? L. Harrington. You pretty oh, sure you said Alan Hearns? I'd like Hearns. to offer. For, I'd like to offer up uh, for sale something on the Friday night takes. Oh no. I have available right now. Uh, I think that's a size large maximum a Finneganoff jersey. Within 20 feet. <laughs> kids of large. Kids large. Kids large. <laughs> maximum a Finneganoff jersey that I'll sell to the first guy that calls me on my cell phone for $25. Will you be Whoa, taking Twitter lot. DMs? <laughs> what? Can people tweet at you? DMs sure. are open. Yeah. DMs are open. You heard it here first, US. folks. You heard it here, folks. Maximum fitting get off $25 jersey. Tim's looking at Can be yours. <laughs> Can be yours. Um, all right, so moving into, I think, Mr. Davis's most exciting, he, the topic he's most excited to talk about, um, the 2017 America's Cup ended this weekend. Mr. Davis, do you want to take the floor and kind of tell us what happened yes, and what's, the what, what's going America's on? The 35th America's Cup was competed for in Bermuda in over the past two weeks, and the format of the event was designed around maximum television exposure so they had four races two on saturday two on sunday the first weekend and then a five-day break where people could have an opportunity to change their boat and cheat which oracle team usa tried to do (laughs) and then they started again with races to finish the cup the uh first team to win seven races they had 13 races to do it happy to say if you've been watching my Facebook or Twitter accounts, you'll see plenty of references to Emirates Team New Zealand, winners of the 35th America's Cup. They've now accepted a challenge for the 36th America's Cup, which will be in four years in, in New Zealand somewhere. They haven't announced where in New Zealand it'll be at this time. And they've accepted a challenge from a yacht club in Italy and um, Prado will be the challenger of record, which is tremendous. Here's a lesson. If you're under 30 years old and you're listening to Friday Night Takes, although it's really Thursday night for this live broadcast, (laughs) then never, ever, ever give up. David can beat Goliath. New Zealand was a vastly underfunded uh, team that at one point almost had to declare bankruptcy. They couldn't pay their people, but they persevered. They fought. They innovated, they uh, were champions in their hearts, and of course they won the America's Cup uh, this past Monday, which would have been the 26th of June. So major, major shout out to New Zealand, to their culture, to their way, to their heart, to their skills, and everything else associated with the greatest sailing team in the history of the world. And thank you. (laughs) Okay, so did you explain why you hate Team USA? There's no Americans on the team. But that's it. Why? why? How, how is that allowed? Because they changed the rules to allow it. Who's they? The, the international people, sailing people? No, the people that, that won the America's Cup make the rules. And they made rules that did not, they, they said they had to have one national on the boat. That's it? Yeah. And when, the when the, they compete for the 36th America's Cup in four years' time, New Zealand is going to crack down on the nationality rules to bring it back the way it was in the 80s 
where everyone on the boat had to be from the country of origin. The boat had to be built in the country of origin. You couldn't build two boats and then sell one to one of your competitors to give them as good a boat as you had and then go out and beat the living tar out of them, which Oracle Team USA did to SoftBank Team Japan. Um, this is now going to become a more level playing field event. It's not built around the greed of Larry Ellison and the Oracle whatever. Is this the same thing. Oracle that sponsors Golden State's arena? <clears throat> Correct. Um, so question, so will you become an Amer USA fan now that there's going to be Americans on the team again? No, I'll never be a USA fan. So wow, all, Mr. Davis, very unpatriotic. So Emirates team New Zealand, no. did they all have, New, were they all New Zealanders? Yes, they were, except for the, well, they had one Australian. Oh. Oh, okay. so it's okay when New Zealand does it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, one Australian who was in a very, very key role is a lot different than no Americans on the American boat. There's a lot different. How many members are on a boat? On the boat? Yes. Five people. Five people that's 20% of their team that's not New Zealand. Right. Hmm. Compared that's... to 100% that's not American. Okay. And uh, so is this would this be, uh, was this their first championship or was this New like... Zealand won the cup in, in the year 2000 and then lost it to the Swiss team of Alinghi that had taken a lot of New Zealanders from the New Zealand team that had previously won. Can I ask you what's happened to Alinky? Back when I was like seven years old, we went to um, Spain in Valencia when the America's Cup was there, and we actually visited the Alinky camp because of some connections you had. We were very blessed to do that. But what's <laughs> what's happened to Alinky since then? Their primary boss, owner, chairman, uh, chairman uh, decided that the America's Cup was so rigged by Russell Coots and Larry Ellison and and the Oracle group that he said that he's not going to put his money into it and participate. But rumor has it that he's coming back now that New Zealand has won. Really? Yeah. Okay, so... New Zealand saved then, the city, basically. So we've also, along with the New Zealand gear that we have that you've ordered and bought and are a big fan of and wear all the time, we also have a Lingy gear. So when when and if Lingy comes back, who you'll be who will you be rooting for and what will you be looking well, for? Well, that's going to be a very very difficult decision, and I'll have to look at the rosters of the teams to see which way I'll go. Really? Yes. Okay. Very interesting. But here's the lesson that supersedes all of this nationality discussion, and that is that this particular team of underdogs never gave up. They used innovation and outside-the-square thinking to be able to develop a technically sophisticated vehicle with which to participate in the event. And that's the lesson. Never give up. Don't be afraid to take risk when you believe in what you're doing. Really good lesson. Really good thoughts. Love it. Um, moving on to our thank you for that discussion. Very glad to have you here to discuss it. Glad you're here with us. Yes. Um, Hail really New Zealand. Up. Thank you. I'm really excited for this, hey, for this segment. This is going to be great. Um, so our first segment um, today is going to be, you know, a uh, new member of the Minnesota Timberwolves today, Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Cordell Holmes Lightbody, shout out, um, gave his phone number to the entire world today at, a press, at his introductory press conference. So he said, you know what, why don't we call him? Um, so, so basically the background is he said, uh, the hate, uh, he like literally said his number in the press conference saying, if you're a hater, you can call me anytime you want and gave out his phone number. Well, we don't want to call him cause we like him. 
Well, we're going to call him anyway. Why? Because it'll be fun. I just want to ask him. I have one question for him. All right, so, so we're going to try three times on three of our phones to see if he picks up one of us. And if he doesn't... Is D-Rose... Is D-Rose a If he doesn't, then... That'll be it. Then that's the segment. You better, <laughs> better treat him with respect. And we will. Um, okay, so dialing right now. You should FaceTime him. He's probably not going to answer a phone call. Okay. We'll, we'll try a phone call first. I'll try a phone call first, then you guys can FaceTime him. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yikes. Let right. me try. Let me try. Well, What's the number? Attempt one. Done. Eric is now going to call. If you think you're getting through to him, you guys are nuts. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool if we do. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, we can't FaceTime him. Welcome to Verizon. Ah, okay, <laughs> try one more time. Steer right to swing and a miss. <laughs> Jay Butler, try, try FaceTiming Jay Butler at gmail.com. What? <laughs> awful idea. That could be Jimmy Butler's email. We're not sure. I'll FaceTime. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, very smart of him to give out his phone number for one day and then cancel, knowing he was going to cancel and get a new number. That was genius on his I thought. I thought that there had to be some kind of backup plan where it was like, my phone's in my back pocket. The number is blah, 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 and all the haters can call me whenever they want. It was like, all right, so definitely they bought an extra phone, had that as the number, and then just going to use that, and he's never going to pick up. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. We're live. Put it up. Let's see what happens. (laughs) He's going to see Davis's (laughs) fucking face if he answers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's not going to answer. Wait a minute. Ah, <laughs> still ringing. We're gonna wait five more rings. FaceTime. Ah, he doesn't want to talk. Text him. Text he does, him. He doesn't want to talk. Pretty busy right now, but you know, hopefully we can get him later. Um, so recurring guest Jimmy Butler on Friday Night Takes. Uh, so it was great. We'll uh, hopefully see him again soon. Okay, so moving on to our last segment of the day. Um, since it is the holiday weekend for the July coming up, hopefully everyone has some plans, great plans with their family and friends to enjoy the good weather this weekend. But Be right safe, now, drive home safe. Yep. Um, right now we're going to celebrate a little bit and do a fantasy draft of 4th of July foods. So we're going to go Mr. Davis, Tim, me, then Eric, and then we'll do, and then we'll snake back around. Uh, and you're going to pick what your best foods are for your 4th of July plate. You're getting. So yes, meaning your favorite. Your favorite, yes. Yeah. So the best one you would all, choose, every, right? Ones that everybody usually likes, but it's just Fourth of July foods, like everything that would be on a Fourth yeah, of like July what would be buffet. what would be served, right? So what would I like to have on my plate? Yes. Sure, and it's four different items. Yeah. So you choose one, and no, then no, no, wait, easy, background. easy. Not all four. We're doing a fantasy draft here. Oh, number one cheeseburger. So okay, so Mr. Davis it's takes the, the most obvious, <laughs> most obvious choice. Takes a cheeseburger. It's my number, number one pick. It's my number one thing. Versus, so I, ta- I mean, what, what, what's your other uh, reason? That's a good pick. That's a great pick. All right, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, hot dogs. Salem's hot dogs. Well done, Tim. Well wow. Done. Okay. Once again, Tim, you're right on. Okay, so I'm going to take the best meat as my main thing. I'm going to go steak with pick number three. Who the hell eats steak um, at a picnic? And you're lucky to eat get to get steak on July 4th. That's a delicacy. It would who be fantastic. Steak? Who has ever eaten steak on the 4th of July? I have. Mr. Davis has. Thank you. Very, very, yeah. very bougie. Oh, that's a great pick. I love my pick. I love my pick. I love the pick. Pick number four. Uh, so I'm going to take... Do I get... So I, so I get second, too? You get yeah. two. 
All right, I'm gonna take potato salad, and I'm gonna take. So if you had a plate available to you at Fourth of July, and all there was on it was potato salad, you'd be happy. <laughs> well, wow. I, I get second. Yeah. I get second too. Brutal. No, I would choose a cheeseburger. That would have been my first pick. Of yeah, that's, that's gone. Not that's that's not available. Yeah, I know. I'm saying okay. Just so like, I'm saying my next my next thing is potato salad. Okay, all right. And then, I'm just asking. Tim, oh my god. That's his next. That was Alex. Next. Alex just <laughs> no, Alex just choice. pooped yeah. himself. Yeah. No, I another, did not. Uh, anyways, I'm thinking uh, I'm gonna choose. Uh, I guess chicken. I guess just chicken, like barbecue chicken. Okay. I, I love barbecue okay. chicken. That's a good choice. Barbecue chicken and potato salad on Eric's plate. That's a go-to. All right, I'm, I have. I already have my steak, so I need something to go with that. I'm uh really tough. I'm gonna take watermelon. Why? Wow, wow, wow. I love watermelon. It's Tim? juicy. It cools you off. It kind of made of water, which is, Tim, you know, you it's great. Choice. Hydrates you. I'm going, I'm going. Tastes great. I'm going macaroni salad. Boom. Nice job, Tim. Now I get two picks. So, so what do you have? So now you have macaroni, macaroni salad. salad. Yeah. I'm, ready I'm ready to throw up. I'm ready to throw up. Okay. Cheeseburger is, was my first pick. Yep. I'll go with. Corn on the cob. Okay, oh. very okay. good pick. Okay. All right. And for my third pick, vanilla ice cream. Wow. Oh, a dessert. All right, so not a healthy 4th of July so party. My 4th of July plate now has a beautifully cheese, a beautiful Crafted. cheeseburger, of corn on the cob, and with butter and salt. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes your mouth water thinking about it. And a big bowl of vanilla ice cream that's not melting. Tim? Interesting. Tim's, um, third, Tim's third pick. There's a tough one. I have to look it up real quick. Look at my big board. Are, des- oh, are okay. desserts allowed? Yes, absolutely desserts are allowed. Okay. All right. I'm thinking... Sauerkraut, Tim? Well, that's gross. That's <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Don't even. Wow. Jeez, Mr. Davis. I'm Tim has no idea what Tim Googled 50 plus fun and festive 4th of July recipes. No idea what Tim. he's doing. All right, I know, yes, I know. Tim. Dude, no Tim, you're a food expert. Come on. Come on, man. You've been follows, Twittering follows food, food all day. Follows food porn on Twitter. Doesn't even know what to do for 4th of July. All right, I'm going uh, potatoes. Salted potatoes. Okay. Ooh, okay. Starch it up. Starch it up. Yeah, yeah, so macaroni salad and potatoes. That's going to taste awful. Why are you? No, why are you the way that you are? Tim's right. Tim's in the starch it up just like the. So I'm gonna have <laughs> the moms. I'm gonna have the moms really happy with me. I already got a steak, gourmet. People are gonna be loving it, excited for dinner, looking forward to dinner instead of it being a chore. This is the same We're gonna have Tim's gonna buy me when a savers. <laughs> I'm also gonna have watermelon. Great for the kids. Love it. Easy to eat. Delicious. And then my third item, I'm gonna go a different direction. I'm gonna health be the healthiest plate as well as the best plate. I'm gonna have salad. And oh, that's my man. third. That was my what goal. kind of salad? Caesar salad. No, no, no. Salad, Chef salad. With, and you got salad, some ranch dressing on the side. Italian, tomatoes. Italian dressing. Carrots. Some sure. cheese okay. on. Like, grated cheese Thank on there. You, really good. Eric, well, now that Davis took about six hours, I have, to, pick. Fourth, I have three and four. So this is eight I have third and fourth pick. This is it. This is your last two. These are last two. I'm gonna take chips and French onion dip. Buys and French onion dip. That's two. Is that two picks or is that no, one? No, that's, that's a combo. Chips, chips and dip so is what do you one have thing. So, far? Yeah. so okay. right now I have barbecue chicken, potato salad, chips and dip. Yeah. And my fourth, I'm gonna go apple pie. 
with cool wow. with some cool whip on it. Well done. That's Apple a good pie with cool whip on it. You know I love those. You know okay. I like that. That's really good. Okay, Alex, your last pick. Oh, oh, I am just gonna. I just killed this fantasy draft. Can you this just can you just choose a good pick? Can you just announce what you're so gonna pick? So happy with my plate: the steak, the watermelon, the salad, and to Nobody finish cares. it off, a nice, warm, gooey, delicious plate of brownies. Damn it! Let's go. So, yeah. Tim, Anybody who tells me I didn't win this draft, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Tim, that was go a ahead. gorgeous pick. I'm just going. I guess just chocolate chip cookies. Well done. Awful. <laughs> just well awful. Done. Okay, Great just pick, Tim. Very recap, conservative. This, is, my, this is the end of the draft. My fourth pick: start cheeseburger, corn on the cob, vanilla ice cream, and my last pick will be. Cherries. <laughs> cherries. Cherries. Who would choose to put cherries on their plate? This is 4th of July and it's my plate. Alright. That's unbelievable. Cherries. Oh, sounds good. As, okay, I mean, it's at the end of the draft. Can, can you tie a cherry stem with your tongue? No, I cannot. Okay. Not a good kisser. People forget. Alright, I wasn't going to take, take it there. I wasn't going to take it there, but you took it there. So, please let right. us know on Twitter, at FNT underscore pod, who won this draft. Um, I had the, easily the best played. No, Ste- I mean, no. steak, salad, watermelon, and brownies. I mean, you're not going to beat that Try not to be all. so humble. Yeah. So, well, I did beat it, so that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, you're trying too hard to be humble, Davis. So you got to we'll stop. We'll put on Twitter um, the results of the fantasy draft. You let us know. Vote for it um, on the poll. Um, big shout out to Buffalo Sports Network at BSN. Breaking news. Uh, breaking baseball news. Nationals Trey Turner just broke his right wrist today. Tim, so, reaction. Don't confuse me with somebody that cares. Tim, Gonna. reaction. <laughs> breaking news. Carolina trades Eddie Lack to Calgary. Eddie Lack. Anyways, so in relevant news, Trey Turner just broke his wrist. So um, basically... The Nationals will still win the division pretty easily. That only sucks, so I don't even know why I brought it up. Mr. Davis, you have a great day. All right, so big shout-out to Buffalo Sports Network. Check us out there on Saturdays, um, 8, 2, and 11. Um, So check us out there. Make sure to listen. Download the app, at BSN716 on Twitter. We are at FNT underscore pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Hey, I got a thing. You ain't a friend. Uh.